from Infinite Guest, this is Top Score, a conversation with composers who write music for video games. I'm Emily Reese. We're, <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about a card game. I never thought I would cover a card game on Top Score because it's cards. But it's online cards, and it has a soundtrack, like an amazing soundtrack written by Peter McConnell. Millions of people around the world play this game. It's called Hearthstone, and it's uh, the, the, the cards have characters on them and such, and these characters are modeled after the game World of Warcraft. Have you heard of that one before? <laughs> Hearthstone is a card game. It's an online card game. And it's an online version of a game that Blizzard released some time ago in which it's something like war meets three-dimensional chess. If you're familiar with the card game War, where, where you play cards and they sort of trump each other. and So it's kind of like that, only with characters from the world of Warcraft. So they're sort of doing battle, as it were, on the, on, on, on the table in front of you. But there's this strategy element that just goes way beyond anything you would ever expect in a card game. It's a very sophisticated game, and it's a lot of fun to play. And it's very addictive just because of really what a great game it is. There's also this element which you don't really picture in your mind when you talk about playing a card game on live. You don't really picture how immersed you get until you're actually doing it. Because it really is like an experience of like being in a bar and, you know, playing cards. And it, 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 it's actually kind of rowdy. It's, it's, it's something. So being that these are characters from World of Warcraft, how, how much does that play into the game or not at all? Oh, it's, it figures very heavily. I mean, you need to understand... Um, you need to understand the characters and you need to understand their different powers. But you also get, if you're sort of a newbie, which I was when, when I first started scoring it, you also get tremendous help. If you sit down and start playing it, you'll have a voice kind of coaching you, just kind of suggesting things to do. And it's done in just such a seamless way that I, I think that's another reason why it's uh, so popular. So what was your reaction when you found out you were going to be scoring a card game? Well, I was, I, first of all, I was very excited to be working with Blizzard because those guys are awesome. Yeah, and Blizzard being the developer, and they've done World of Warcraft and about 800 other amazing games. Exactly. They're just really just a first-rate bunch of folks. So I was certainly excited when Russell called me. Russell Brower. Russell Brower. He's, he's basically the head audio guy there, and he really has kind of built that whole sound, that whole franchise of, of super beloved music. So I was really psyched when he called me and said, you know, I think we have a project for you. We actually don't want the classic World of Warcraft sound. We want something else. So before I visited, they sent me some art and they described, you know, this is for a little game that we used to have as a card game. And now we're going to try an online version. This is something very different for us. And there's a, a wonderfully massive epic feeling that the World of Warcraft scores have. This is music Neil Acri wrote for a recent expansion of World of Warcraft. (laughs) 
And this is a completely conscious departure from that. It's like if you sort of take off your helmet at the end of the day and after doing battle and you sit down at the lion's pride for a pint, <laughs> it's an entirely different mood. It's just not as serious and sort of massive feeling as what we think of as World of Warcraft. So they had suggested kind of a light orchestral approach. I wouldn't say comic, but just slightly whimsical. Variations on, on Jason Hayes and Russell's and other folks' themes that are iconic. And they're like, hey, yeah, this is great. Come on down. So I went down and we uh, sat down and we played the game with my music playing. And uh, you know, everybody's kind of sitting around, kind of nodding their heads, going, yeah, you know, it's pretty cool, you know. And... Uh, <laughs> I was, I was thinking, you know what? I mean, it's all right, but I'm not sure it's working. I really didn't know what to do with what I was seeing versus what I was hearing. Um, so we went into another office where there were a couple guys on the team who were experts at playing the game, and they played each other. And everything changed for me because they were seated sort of catty corner from each other on two computers and they were just like shouting each other down and trash talking and oh you think you, you think you're gonna do that oh look what I got and and um, so there's this whole sort of um, swaggering aspect to the game that again you just if you say to someone this is an online card game you're not gonna get any of that but when you see people play it you realize wow this is something that's about to break out into a bar fight I went back to Northern California with a whole different perspective on what the gameplay would be like. And um, I felt there was this sort of bluesy aspect. Well, first of all, we had talked about, well, how about if we make it like there's a tavern band? Because there was a general feeling that it should feel like you're at a place doing this. And it should feel like there are other people there and that maybe folks are cheering you on. And, uh, and, you know, it's sort of like a pub atmosphere. So, so I had that, and having seen how rowdy the game gets, I just had this vision of what if ZZ Top were suddenly sent back in time, and they looked down, and they had, you know, <coughs> they were like dressed in a different kind of leather. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of, and, you know, and instead of guitars, they were holding, you know, medieval instruments what what would happen you know what what would they do and 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 they were like oh you know this is a pub i know what to do here This sort of blues element got injected into the music and essentially made it very heavily guitar-focused. And that was kind of the key to coming up with the sound. You don't probably often get the experience of getting to watch someone play the game you're scoring. I mean, I'm sure that there have been many times over the years where you've had video clips of people playing the game, whatever. But to actually physically watch someone play the game, that, that really must have been 
well, as you're saying, it really opened your eyes to what the experience was like for them. And that's especially important for this particular game because, you know, a lot of game playing is either a solitary experience or you're on the same team experience, like sometimes people will play a game together in the same room, right? Uh, and But they're generally playing the same thing. So, you know, and a lot of times if you're on a team, right, your team is remote. It's generally games are, are kind of a solitary experience. But this was extremely intensely social in the moment, like if you're playing a karate-style game with someone in the room next to you. It's a very different kind of experience than um, being on a team of warriors or jumping through sort of a platform situation on your own. So it was very important to see that. I often play myself a a game, but it wouldn't have been the same if I'd done it that way. To actually see two people who really know how to do it get into the mood that you get in was just amazing. Now, this this music is quite different, I would say, from what we've heard from you lately, but there's that one common thread that I love about you, and that's your woodwind writing. And there's some great, great woodwind <laughs> stuff in here. So will you talk to me a little bit about the bass clarinet and all these really great sounds you used? love woodwinds, um, and maybe it's because I don't play them. Um, The things I play all have strings on them. I'm really bad on the (laughs) piano, so I don't even count that. Um, Woodwinds in particular, I just love the range of what you can do with a single note. And, uh, you know, like one of my favorite pieces of all time is that old theme from Alfred Hitchcock's uh, TV show. You know, they're not super loud instruments, but they just have an incredible presence. And uh, just the choice of having them in, in this particular score was, it was really a way of, of expanding the sound and putting it in a different time. Because if you just had the guitar, you would just be hearing acoustic guitar. Whereas if you put the woodwinds around the guitar, it's not so sort of specific to the present. It, it sort of expands uh, back in time. And the kind of what writing I did was definitely, you know, I was doing sort of um, wherever possible sort of contrapuntal stuff that would be somewhat similar to early music that you might hear in the late Renaissance. How does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. So you mentioned earlier using some of the themes from Jason Hayes, Russell Brower, mm-hmm. all the team at World of Warcraft. Can you speak about which ones? Well, there's the um, there's the call to arms. There's oh, there's a wonderful stuff from Orgrimmar, uh, the 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 uh, sort of orc city. You know, a lot of stuff from Azeroth. In each sort of installment of the game, we sort of focused on different areas. So. Uh, more recently, we did some themes from Nax Ramus, if you're familiar with that region of the game. Uh, it's a very sort of darkly spiritual place, so we used a lot of themes from there for that. And the way we did that, we did a, a little bit of a lighter version because, you know, you are, again, kind of in this rowdy situation when you're playing the game, so we took it in a little bit of a haunted house direction.
yeah, you know, there's just such great material to work with. And I love working with Jason's and Russell's themes. They're just incredible. And you also touched on the fact that you play instruments. So I imagine you strum or pluck a thing or two in this soundtrack. Yeah, I am the guitarist. You know, folk music, there's a very deep way in which this score resonates for me because I grew up kind of classically trained on the violin and I got interested in folk music when I was uh, given my grandfather's uh, five-string banjo. It was literally, it, it was this beautiful old banjo from uh, turn of the century. It's, it's the same instrument that you see on Deliverance, if you've seen that movie. <laughs> um, and uh, so I got really into various like bluegrass and old-timey music. And, and that was the first instrument that I would like play till my fingers bled. Wow, the banjo, yeah, the ban- huh? Yeah, believe it, yeah. And from there, um, I got very interested in guitar. And so growing up as a high school guy, I was really into folk music. Uh, There was a particular guitarist who I listened to a lot and learned a lot of his music that has a big influence on this score, and that's a guy from Canada named Bruce Coburn. Uh, There was also um, a fellow who was kind of a folk music mentor to me. He's a potter in Connecticut, and his name's Guy Wolf. And you got to go and get his records if you possibly can. He uh, is an amazing guy. He has, but he lives an entirely sort of curated life as a folk artist. He also plays banjo and guitars. And he taught me a lot of British Isles because his particular kind of instrument uh, or his particular kind of art centers around British Isles uh, type of things. And anyway, so so I really had this New England folk god, and uh, so I was really very much influenced by his particular kind of raw approach to things, and there's a lot of that in this score as well. Describe that, if you wouldn't mind, if you could be more specific about what that means to you, that raw sound. In the... Uh, late 60s or some early 70s, there was a whole sort of Celtic rock thing, right? And it spanned the range from between folk music with people like, say, Richard Thompson to Jethro Tull, right? (laughs) There's definitely some Jethro Tull in this, by the way. And um, (coughs) No flute, though. (laughs) (laughs) Feeling like a dead duck. Anyway, um, and bands like Pentangle and uh, Fairport Convention, which Richard Thompson was in, and um, Nick Drake. I think Nick Drake's a really good example because if you listen to Pink Moon, you know, that, the whole record, it's not super well recorded. He's not playing a great instrument. And, the, and they sound like him sitting down and just doing a take and, you know, like in his room. And there's a real genuineness to that that ties into the role of music in folk music, music that's just played for someone else in a room or played for a bunch of people in a pub. So that that kind of rawness. And then there's also the rawness of rock and roll. I mean, you hear, I mean, like I mentioned, ZZ Top was maybe not the best uh, example because they can be very, very clean sometimes. But, but um, a band like Golden Earring, rock and roll and folk, 
they all come from the same fountain, and that fountain is very old. Some of the music is, you know, newer. We think of it as newer. It goes way, way back. And so I, really what I'm trying to do is capture the timeless elements in that. Yeah. One of the things that I love about the music is the voices in the background because it makes this connected narrative. And it really brings to life everything you've just been saying. Mm-hmm. Music played for just a couple of people, music in a pub, you know, just relaxed a relaxed intimacy almost of just people casually talking in the background. I love that element. Well, you know, I can't say enough about how great the sound design is in this game. It's like huh. you, you don't think of, oh, wow, great sound design in, in a card game. Yeah, right? <laughs> but it's incredible. And there are two aspects of it. There's this sort of imaginary, whimsical aspect of the sound where when you place a sound card down, you don't just get sort of a clink. You get a... <laughs> right, you get... Some, you know, it's like it's mighty. It's an and then there's the And then there's this sort of source uh, material or, or the the... the the real world environmental aspect of it where where you hear the voices like i said they're and they're, and they're all they're, you get this feeling like you're in a room full of rowdy guys who are who may be watching what you're doing and placing a some sort of wager on it or whatever you know there's a lot of energy that is conveyed by that amazing sound design what do you think you liked the most about working on this project um Oh, I never like anything at most. Um, <laughs> I hated every minute of uh, it. <laughs> no, it's, you know, it, it, the, well, there, there are three things. One is playing the guitar, because I really do love to play guitar. And, you know, I don't always get to do that. Um, and Hearthstone is really, it's very special for me because I get to sort of be that 14-year-old kid who just loved playing folk and rock music. also writing the wind parts because what that did for me was put the music in its own special place it made it its own kind of thing because it's it's not you know concerto for for blues guitar and um <laughs> contrabassoon bassoon bass clarinet and clarinet i mean the literature is not extensive it should be <laughs> it, we should change that <laughs> so there's that there's the uh, just being able to do something really different with the instrument combinations and finally I always love, love, love recording because I like to hear the players bring to life the stuff that I've, you know, done my humble little mock-up of in my sequencer. <laughs> that's just, that's always there, but, um, you know, the players in Hearthstone are so great, and it's, uh, it's a special, uh, another really special aspect of doing the score. I just can't say 
enough about what a fan I am of the original sort of World of Warcraft music of the, of the of the canon. And you know, that's a I, I kind of left that out in 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 uh, favorite things about working on the score because, of course. You know, as a composer, you like to come up with your own material. Right? Yeah. And you might think, well, if you don't get to come up with your own material, what fun is that? Well, that's that couldn't be farther from the truth because <laughs> it's it's a double-edged sword. Coming up with your own material is, of course, very satisfying, but it's also it it also is a certain kind of stress and a certain kind of almost restriction. And when you when you're given someone else's themes to work with, like Jason's call to arms music. It's not yours. And so it's almost like there are no rules. I mean, you, you know, you get to take this great melody and this great rhythm and do something different with it. The whole point is to do something different with it. And that is very liberating. It's very freeing. And it's, and it's a really great way to express yourself as a composer is to work with someone else's basic building blocks. It's I imagine it would be almost kind of inspirational. It's like you're handed this great stuff and said, here, have some fun with this. Thank you for listening to Top Score from Infinite Guest. You can learn more about composer Peter McConnell and see a full playlist from this episode at infiniteguest.org. You can find more great podcasts online at infiniteguest.org. Top Score's production assistants are Pierce Huxtable and Nina Patak. Mark Hintz mixes each show. Top Score is supported in part by a grant from the National Endowment for the Arts, Artworks. You can follow Top Score on Twitter and Facebook at Top Score Podcast. That's Top Score. I'm Emily Reese. Mm-hmm.